they talked about how there's going to be worship and ministry time, and I was like, there's something in me that's like, yeah, I want that. And I really never understood the Holy Spirit. I just thought, oh yeah, I was just part of the Trinity, but like, what, what does that have to do with anything? And I remember Daniel said, I don't exactly remember what, but he said something in the middle of a song about being set free. I remember that moment, God was like, Leah, this is your time. And so I just closed my eyes and I put my hands out for the first time like this. And the Father just, he brought such peace to my heart that I never experienced before. And from that moment, I felt so free. And I believe that there's some of you tonight that really want to be set free and want to be awakened into freedom and into joy and into new life. So I want to do something together before we worship. I want us all to put our hands out like this. And we're just going to invite the Holy Spirit to come. We're not going to do any announcements. We're not going to do any of that stuff. We're going to get right in and worship our Jesus. So God, I just invite you to come. Holy Spirit, we just say have your way tonight. Lord, I thank you that we've been called to be awakened into new life. And so God, I just pray that whatever we came in with today, I pray that we can lay it down right now. And I just say, in Jesus' name, there is freedom tonight. There is joy tonight. There is new life tonight in Jesus' name. And so, I, God, I just ask for an awakening of your spirit tonight. In Jesus' name, amen.
So God, I thank you, Father, that there's truly no place we'd rather be right now 
than here with you in your presence. And God, so I thank you for every person that came tonight, God. <laughs> Whether they've been here before, this is the first time. And God, I just bless this place with your freedom, Father. Because where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Yes! And Jesus, I think that when you speak and you move and you breathe and your presence shows up, freedom encompasses us, God. So Jesus, I bless every single person with your freedom. And God, I thank you for that. What is hidden, you bring into the light. You don't expose it with condemnation. You bring it into the light with love. And friends, I just feel like tonight is a night of freedom. So I want to welcome you to take a risk with me like I do every week. But seriously, take a risk tonight. And worship the Father in a way that you never have before. Open your heart in a way that you never have before. And let his love and his spirit and his presence move in a way that you've never been encountered before. Tonight is a night of freedom. So maybe spread out from the person next to you. Spread out. Go ahead. Go ahead. Don't get too close with them. Spread out a little bit. If you've never raised your arms before, why don't you try it tonight? If you've never come up forward before, come up here. Why don't you come up here tonight? If you've never bowed down before, bow down tonight. Whatever it is he puts on your heart, I want you to do. As you see, we might have some people here that aren't in college, and that's okay. I invited them tonight, so don't be freaked out. They got, they got young hearts just like us. Jesus, come on. So Jesus, I just thank you for this freedom, and I thank you, God, there's no place we'd rather be. There's no person we'd rather be with. There's no thing we'd rather do than sit in your love and be consumed with your fire and your presence, Jesus. So the only agenda tonight, God, is to worship you. Have your way, Father.
more, God. We don't want to do this alone. This is, we live because of you, Jesus. Yeah, I'm just remembering the scripture when the disciples were walking with Jesus. And as they were talking, their hearts just burned within them. God, let our hearts burn within us, burn with passion for your name, passion to see the captives released. heart desire, just lift your hands. Just wait for a moment. I just feel like the Lord asking me this. Can we just have silence?
start this next song I don't know what I'm gonna say but I feel like I'm supposed to say something this is a new song um, and it's all about the father and in the last month when I've been listening to this song I just start I just start crying when I hear it and when I was little when I was like two weeks old, my mom took me away from my biological dad. Um, and she had good reason to. And um, so all my life, I kind of, I grew up wondering who my dad was. And, um, you know, I would lay in bed at night, I remember. I put on my headphones. And I would just listen to music and um, I would just wonder what my dad was like. I would wonder like what traits we shared. If he was funny or if he could sing or anything like that. I didn't even have a picture of him. So all my life I kind of just grew up um, just wondering what he was like. I didn't know if he was alive or or anything. And, and uh you know, over the years, I kind of, I let God be my father. Because I reached a point where I didn't need an earthly father, because I had, I had Jesus as my father. But um, a cool story, I, uh, thanks to Facebook, um, I found my, my dad. Um, I found his brother, and I messaged him. 
and I didn't hear back for about a month. And I told him who I was and who my mom was. And uh, a month later, he messaged me back and he goes, he goes, yeah, I know your dad. He's like, I'll call him when I get off work and I'll see if he wants to talk to you or whatever. And at that moment, I was driving and I saw it pop up my phone and I was like, started freaking out. And anyway, long story short, my, uh, I get a call that night and it was my, my dad. And uh, we talked for about an hour. And um, before I even said anything about me really, he was quoting scripture to me and talking about how his life had been transformed by the Holy Spirit. And before that he was a drug dealer and he was just going down the wrong path and that's why I was taken away. Um, but since then, that was just this past uh, in April. And, uh, but even though the how awesome that story ended, it still didn't change who my father was, who my real father was. And so this song is, um, it's a new one, it's called Abba.
story Kyle just shared really, really hit me, and uh, I too, uh, in a different kind of way, grew up not being super close with my dad, and I've been kind of asking the Lord and praying, Lord, what do you want to do tonight, and I just feel like he's like, Rye, lead me, to, lead, lead them to my heart, just open your heart, and I'll move. And as Kyle shared that story about laying in bed and kind of wondering who his dad was, I knew my dad, and I'm blessed to be really close with him now, but I always wondered, who really is God? You know, growing up, my dad was a young dad, and he didn't have a ton of patience, and um, he's a good dad, but, you know, I was a bad kid. I got in trouble a lot, and so I kind of always viewed my dad as being very strict. And so I always thought of God as such a strict God who was always mad at me. And I could never really believe that he was my father. I remember one day, I think in seventh grade, um, it was just me and my mom in the house. And uh, I grew up with a single mom. And I got this email that was titled, The Father's Love. And I've shared this last year one time at Alive. I just feel like I'm supposed to share it again. And it was about this boy. And he was in Florida. And he was swimming in a pond. And his dad was cutting the grass, and uh, it was a hot summer day, and the, the boy's swimming, and before you knew it, he sees an alligator get into the water at, at the other end of the pond. They live in Florida, and, you know, there's, there's gators around. And, and as you can imagine, he begins to swim as hard as he can to get out of the, the water, and he was frightened, and he was yelling for his dad, but his dad couldn't hear because he was mowing the grass. And suddenly his dad looks over and sees this gator coming for his son. And just as the son gets out of the water, his dad grabs his arms, but the gator grabs his feet, grabs his legs. And this a crazy, unimaginable tug-of-war match happens. And the gator is much more stronger, but the, the father is so passionately in love with his son that he doesn't let go that he fights and he looks in his son's eyes and he says, I love you and I don't care if I go in this water with you, I'm not going to let go of you. 
and a farmer happens to see this tug-of-war match, this struggle, this fight going on. And he comes and he, he gets his gun out and shoots the gator. And somehow a miracle happens and the boy survives. After months and months in the hospital and trauma. And after many months of surgeries, a reporter comes and, and interviews him and asks him about the experience. And he says, would you mind showing us and, and describing the scars on your legs and what that pain felt like? And he says, I don't want to show you the scars on my legs. But I want to show you the scars on my forearms where my father's fingernails dug into my arms because he wouldn't let go of me. That even though the struggle was real and the battle was real and it hurt, my father dug his arms into me because he loved me and he wouldn't let go. He came to my rescue. And as a young seventh grade kid who was getting in trouble and getting kicked out of school and, and even getting arrested and just had no hope and didn't know who I was because I didn't really know who my father was and I didn't really trust that my father loved me. This email just said, when you're going through hard times, when you feel like you're going to lose hope, remember the scars in your life. Because yes, those scars can remember, remind us of pain that we've had, but the scars also remind us that we're still alive and that our Father has fought for us and He promises to never give up on us. And guys, the whole reason we're here, the whole reason we do this thing and so that you would know the Father's love. That I would know the Father's love. So wherever you're at right now, whatever you're going through, as we sing this next song, Came to My Rescue, I just pray that you know that he came to your rescue by dying on that cross. And if you were the only person who ever lived on this earth, I believe scripture says that Jesus loved you so much that he would die, he died on the cross for each and every one of us. That means if we were the only person alive, he would have came back to die on the cross just for us. But if you're going through pain right now, if you're going through confusion, if you have scars, if you're feeling like you're gonna give up, I just say, look at those scars and remember that every breath you take is a reminder that your Father, our Father, fights for us. And that no matter how intense the struggle and the battle is, He won't let us go. He came to our rescue 2,000 years ago. And He comes to our rescue every single day of our life. So God, I just pray that you speak through this next song. You speak and you move. And I just thank you so much for Kyle's words, God, that he's so happy he found his earthly dad. But deep down, he found his heavenly father a long time ago. And because he found his heavenly father, he knows he's a son. So, Dad, I just ask you to move. Remind me, remind Daniel, remind every single one of us in this room who you are and who we are and that you come to our rescue no matter what.
Thank、you
for us and you search for us when we don't have the strength or even the desire to search for you. Yeah, I just, <laughs> it's so funny with these nights, I actually try not to plan a lot as far as the message because I just want to be open to where the Holy Spirit's going and what he's saying. And so that, that can be a little stressful and scary for me because I'm like, Lord, what do you want to do next? Like, I don't know. I just feel like he highlighted a, a couple of girls um, that have stories. I don't even know their full stories. But I just feel like the Lord said they have something to share about the Father, about me pursuing their hearts. So I'm going to invite Kendra up to share a little bit of her story. I just asked her to do this about a minute ago. So I have grace with her. But she has a story to share about the Father pursuing her heart. I believe it's going to speak to some people tonight. Hey guys, um, I'm Kendra. Uh, so as Kyle was speaking and just kind of sharing a little bit of his story, um, I just like God totally unlocked doors that I had no idea were still there um, that needed to be unlocked and kind of healed. Um, so I grew up without a father as well. Um, where do I start? Um, so my dad was, my biological father was in, um, addiction and just really not good things. So, um, when I was three and a half, my mom and I moved down here and even though I was three, I wasn't, you know, two weeks old, um, I still had no remembrance of him at all. And so I was kind of like in the same boat of just like wondering who, my father is, and I almost felt like I didn't know a part of me until I knew him, and I still don't know him today, but um, looking back through my story, I can see where the Heavenly Father is just continuing to pursue me, and even though I felt like I wasn't worth anything because my real father didn't seem to care where I was or who I was or didn't want to be a part of my life at all, um, it's so incredible to see how God pursued in all the hard, the hardest parts of everything in my life. Um, I can look back, and I don't want to take anything back now because I've seen where God can just come in and restore all those, um, all that brokenness. Um, and so, through the years of just not, or just wanting to find who I, out who I am, and really wanting to know who my real biological father is, um, I just like really got to know who the earthly father was and just how he relentlessly pursued me and he put people in my path to just like show me who I was through the eyes of Jesus, my earth, my heavenly father, not my earthly father. That is like not important to me anymore. And um, I am who I am because God, cre God created me to be that person. And um, yeah, he loves us unbelievably like more than we can ever comprehend and he just like wants to restore parts of us that we didn't even know um existed so that's really incredible but yeah I just want to encourage you guys that God is amazing and he just like is constantly pursuing us and just really wants to father us and be a dad for us I love what Kendra said so much, and I promise I didn't ask her to say that. I didn't really know even a lot of her story. 
Um, but this last month, you know, we've been talking about kind of this vision of what is alive. And, and again, this whole thing that we can't really know what our purpose and our destiny is if we first don't know our identity. If we first don't know our identity as being a son and a daughter. And truly believing that, not just knowing that in our heads, but believing it and living it in our hearts. And it all comes back to the Father, guys. It all comes back to our Father and who He says we are. And it comes back to our Father and who He is. And that when we really believe and we really receive and we really let Him move in our hearts and receive the sonship and daughtership that He's given us through Jesus Christ, it awakens our hearts. It awakens something within us to know that our life matters. To really believe and re receive that we are alive for a reason. I know we say it all the time, but we're alive for such a time as this, but we really are, that we've been chosen and handpicked to be his son, to be his daughter. And it just blows me away and amazes me that God could have done this thing all by himself. But what if he chose you to be in the game? What if he chose you to be alive, to represent his name because he needed you? You know, it sounds weird, but he could have chosen a dog or an ant or a bird to be his sons and daughters, but he didn't. He chose you to be his son. He chose you to be his daughter. He chose you to reflect him in this life and in this world. That he loves people so much that he gives them the option to choose to receive his love, to believe in his name. Because love doesn't force itself. Love is gentle. Love is kind. Love is patient. It believes all things. It endures all things. It hopes all things. The Father's love doesn't fail. So would you begin to believe that? And if you already believe it, would you ask the Father to help you believe it more? Because it's a journey. And every day I'm a, on a journey of believing that more and more for my life. And as we do that, it awakens us to help us know deep down that we matter and that we have a purpose. Would you begin to believe that you're on the campus of U of I or in Parkland, in this area, for a reason? To impact that campus, impact your students, your classmates, not your students, your classmates, your friends. In a way that God needs you and asks you that only you can. Because when we get out of the way and we let him use us, he fills us with a boldness and a power that we can't do it by ourselves. I promise I'm a living testimony to that. You guys are a living testimony to that. So I'm going to invite Anna up. And uh, I don't know what she's going to share, but I feel like the Lord's put something on our heart to share. You want to come up here, Anna? Hey guys, so basically, um, so I did, I grew up in a home with um, a mom and a dad, so yeah, both of my parents are in my life, um, but I would say like my parents, they're the type of parents that are in your life, but like really aren't actually there, um, yeah, so I definitely um, grew up trying to be like a perfectionist with my parents, um, I definitely felt like everything that I do and everything that I did, that I would have to do it um, just to, like, make them happy. And 
I know like this past year, God has really shown me just um, his love and how like all that matters is that I'm pleasing him. So yeah, definitely. I just want to encourage you guys that if you struggle with that and maybe like it's not with your parents, but just with any worldly things, like God loves you and like he is the one that you should be living your life for. Um, and I know this past week, God really put on my heart that, like, this place is not our home. And so I just want you guys to know, like, you have to just know, like, God is fully pursuing you. And like when Kendra said, I don't know where she went, but, um, yeah, like, I just see, like, our God, he's standing here, like, with his arms wide open. And no matter what your situations look like, like, he is 100% pursuing you all the time. Um, yeah, so if, what, if my, like, story of trying to perfect your um, live a perfect life like resonates with you at all you should definitely find me during ministry time because I love to pray with you for that got one more yeah guys give Mariah a round of applause so uh just want to brag on her real quick but this girl is a woman after God's own heart, and she knows the scriptures in and out. And I uh, just feel like the Lord gave me a word when she walked in today that he was going to do something new in her heart, and that she has something to deposit and share with others. And I just spent probably about 10 minutes begging her to share, and, and, and she's like, do I have to? I'm like, no, you don't have to. I really believe you're supposed to, but you don't have to. <laughs> and uh, so I didn't know if she was going to. So God, I just thank you that Mariah had the courage to stand up and come and share. And I just thank you, Father, that whatever she says, you're going to use and work through because you live in her heart. And she's a part of you and you're a part of her. So, God, I thank you for her story and her journey. And I thank you for how you're using her to impact not only my life but all of our lives. In Jesus' name. Thanks for having the courage. Yeah, so we just had like a little, not like an argument, but I'm, I'm not, I don't usually like something that actually God's been working on with me this year is just being more vulnerable with people. So. Here we go. Um, I don't really know what I'm going to say, but okay. So, um, yeah, growing up, I had, um, like Anna said, like I grew up with a mom and a dad in my life until I was 11 when my parents got divorced. But, um, yeah, growing up, my dad was a pretty severe drug addict. And, um, yeah, that uh, he, it was, like, different than most, though. It wasn't, like, an everyday thing. It would be where he would do it, and then he would stop and build my trust up again make me believe that he was going to change and then it would happen again and I think for me that just sort of um, built up this false hope and just from a young age I just had a lot of problems like trusting people and also like another part of that was he like claimed to be such a strong Christian and would always like talk to me about God but then like be doing this like behind closed doors and um, just always just like building my trust up and building up my faith and then breaking it back down and so I think for a lot of my life um, it was really hard for me even to just be a Christian because um, it was just really hard to, like, uh, have a dad like that and just um, trust that my father in heaven wasn't going to let me down the same way that he was. And um, I just think uh, really this summer, um, it hadn't happened for a couple of years. And actually this summer, um, I went on a mission trip for the whole summer. And the day before I left, I found out that um, my dad was using drugs again. Um, I got a call from my stepmom. And yeah, so it was the day before I left for the whole summer. And so this is the very first time in my life that I was removed from the situation. Um, so I think it really taught me that uh, I had never actually trusted God with the situation. It 
given him um, or surrendered to him my relationship with my dad. I had always just clinged on to it and clinged on to that false hope that he gave me. Um, and so I think this summer I really learned um, to turn to my heavenly father and to really trust that um, the way that my dad was exemplifying faith and the way that um, he was building up that hope isn't who my heavenly father is. And it's not the way that he sees me and that um, he's not going to let me down even when my earthly father doesn't. Yeah, to this day, I still actually, I didn't talk to him the whole summer, and I haven't talked to my dad right now, so I'm just telling you guys, no, I'm still, like, on the journey with it, and, like, I haven't really figured out what my relationship with my earthly father is, but I know that um, my relationship with my heavenly father is not going to change, um, and he's the only one in my life that isn't going to change, and I can depend on that, and so I just think, yeah, that's just what is going on in my life right now. Hey, Mar Mariah, real quick, would you just... Uh I don't know, I just feel like the Lord's been doing something in your heart. And, you know, sometimes, guys, when God moves in our lives, he moves that we get a key, right, to unlock certain doors or get freedom. And then he says, now go free others. Now go use this key that I've used in your life and use it in other people's lives. So would you just pray over us that, I don't know, whatever you feel like you're supposed to pray, I just feel like you have something that God's been doing in your heart, like almost a deposit into our lives. Okay, so I'm going to say one more thing before I pray, actually. Um, so I guess something that um, I also realized, like, this summer is that I am a very much a perfectionist and very much, like, achieving. And, like, my whole life, I found my identity in, like, the things that I did and um, just the achievements that I had and, like, being a good kid and getting good grades in school. And um, so I think, like, a lot of that sort of poured over into my faith. And I think a lot of times I struggle with, like Ryan said, like, I love the word and, like, I know a lot of scripture, but sometimes it, like, gets into my head, and I think um, sometimes I rely on too much on what I know and not on what I believe and on my faith. Um, and so I think, like, I'm just going to pray that over you guys right now. So, um, God, I just pray that um, I just break any religious spirit in the room and any um, things that are telling us that we have to do things for your love or that we have to earn your love. I just um, pray that people would just know right now that we have we don't have to do anything because it's because of what you did that we live in freedom. Um, yeah, you already did what we had to do to um, love you and just to be your sons and daughters. And I just pray that people would live out of that freedom and not out of obligation, God. And um, yeah, I just spread that freedom around the room right now. And I just pray that um, if anyone has that religious spirit or has that, I'm um, just feeling like they have to do things or they're not good enough um, for God or God can't love them where they're at, that, um, that you would just meet them right now where they're at, Father, and you would just touch their heart. Jesus' name, amen. All right. You guys give it a round of applause, please. Well, hey, we're going to go back into worship. Um, but I just, I, I love, I, I did have some things planned. I had kind of a whole message planned. <laughs> but I love that, hey, when the Lord says turn right, and even if I'm going left, uh, I want to listen to him. And there's power in testimonies, amen. Like, I don't know about you, and, and even for us who have been blessed with great parents, like, it, I love there's a scripture, forgive me, I'm not sure, I forget exactly where it says, but it says, in the ways that our earthly parents failed us, our heavenly father will father us. And again, guys, I just encourage you that wherever you're at tonight, whether it's your first time here or your 50th time here, that the father wants to do something new. And when we open our hearts and we ask him to take us deeper, he does that. And it's a journey and life has ups and downs. 
but it's a constantly journey of knowing the Father more. And as I begin to know the Father more, I get begin to know me more. As I begin to really know who Ryan Otto is, who God created me to be, be I begin to realize, accept, and walk in my destiny. And I believe the Father wants to awaken us and remind us who he is tonight. So would you stand with me? We, we have a couple more songs that, that we just want to worship the Father with. I'm going to invite some of the leaders up here. And leaders, if you kind of would just spread out up front. You know, and in the book of James, in, Bi in the Bible, it says, the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. And guys, I know it may be scary coming, coming forward, especially partnering or coming up to someone you don't know. But, yeah, you know what, I'm going to take People are like, remind me never to know Ryan, because he'll probably call me up and make me talk. <laughs> but, man, this, real quick, the Lord has just been moving and working in her life so much. And um, forgive me, I, I didn't ask her permission. I really try to ask people's permission before I get, unless I know them. Um, but uh, the Lord's been moving and working in her life and her heart so much. And I remember she came up to me a couple weeks, I think me and Kate, and we prayed for her. And she said, I've never asked for prayer for anyone in my life before. And then this Sunday, the 11 o'clock service, I look over and there's five or six girls praying for her. And she's just sobbing, feeling the Father's love in a way that I believe she never has before. And I, I don't know, would you just mind sharing, even if it's short or long, what the Father's doing in your heart right now? Hi, everyone. I'm Miranda. Um, I don't know where to begin, but like everyone else has been saying, they're perfectionists, and that all I've been doing ever since I came into college, and I'm a junior right now, has just been working and working and bettering myself, but not bettering my relationship with God. I didn't focus on God. I just focused on who I was becoming as a person. And this summer, I just started to feel different about myself and feel alone, alone in a way I didn't know what to do, and I searched for my friends and family, and they weren't here, and I just kind of felt abandoned, and then I started going to church more, and started realizing that God was the key to my, to my loneliness, and that God was really the one who loved me the most out of anyone, even my family, and so that's what I've been realizing, and this Sunday I was overcome by the Holy Spirit, and it was the most beautiful thing <laughs> in the world. It's like a hard, it's hard to explain, but my body was shaking, and I could feel it in my soul, and I just couldn't stop shaking and crying, and it was an overwhelming feeling, and I hope that you all can experience that one day, because once it happens to you, your life changes forever, and I feel like there's no going back, and I just feel so loved, so... So, and would you just mind sharing, uh, too, like, man, that was beautiful, thank you, that was exactly, like, you didn't, but what was it like the first time you went up to someone at Alive and asked for prayer? Like, can you just share a little bit about that experience and, and what the Lord did through that other person that you didn't even know praying for you? Maybe, I don't know if that was Abby Ann, it was Whitney, okay, of course, Whitney, the Lord prayer warrior, right. Um, so during worship, I just felt overwhelmed and 
just God telling me, just go, just go. Like, you need this. And you actually came over and touched my shoulder. And I was like, okay, that's my sign. I have to go do that. I have to. And I just went over. <laughs> and I was just like, can you please pray for me? Because I don't know what to do anymore. I'm trying to do this by myself, but I can't do this anymore. Because I've always just been nervous to ask for prayer because I felt like I should always be positive. I should never have to tell people what's wrong with me because I feel like I should just always be a positive person. But prayer is change. It's so, it's like an overwhelming feeling of change. And so, yeah. I'd say just take that leap. You won't regret it. Just take the leap and it's, it changes everything. So, yeah. Thank you, man. You guys give her a round of applause. Thank you. You know, in uh, Psalm 68, 6, or Psalm 68, 6, yeah, it says, the Lord puts the lonely in families. And it, it's so funny that she talked about that because after tonight, the, following, the rest of the semester, our message series is going to be called, What is Family? And we really want to talk about alive being a family. And, and not just to plug this to get you to come, but that's why we're going on fall retreat, and, and not this weekend, but the weekend after. And it's all focused on relationships and growing as a community and having a lot of fun times together and just growing in what we meet, who we are as sons and daughters and who we are as a family. And I just encourage you, take a risk, come out, come out and come to Fall Retreat with us. I promise, all, most of these leaders up here, they came on Fall Retreat last year and they didn't know me and they didn't know us and they were touched by the love of the Lord. And they, they developed great friendships out of that. I promise you it'll be fun, and I promise you that we want to be a family, but we can't force it on you. You need to take a risk and get involved, and we want you guys to, because without you guys coming, we're still going to show up and worship, but it's not as fun. So, Father, I just pray that during, the, during these next songs, God, that you would move, that you would fill us up, Jesus, and you would give us, just give us the courage to come up and get prayer. Even if everything's okay, just come up and let us get, come up and get prayer. And it's not because we have something that they don't. But God, I pray that when we, when we pray with someone, you move, Jesus. And the prayer of a righteous person or the prayer of a righteous people is powerful and effective. So Holy Spirit, we just say go and come and do what only you can do. Remind us that we're a family. Yeah, I just feel like there are there is gonna be people, and I don't say this manipulatively, I don't say this to persuade you, but your hearts begin to beat, you're gonna be nervous, and like that's the Lord just say, come up and get prayer during these next songs. People won't look at you. I, I right now I'm nervous, that's why I close my eyes and walk back and forth so I can't see you guys. But I promise if you begin to move and you start to say, Lord, I don't care if I'm afraid. I don't care if I'm sad. But I'm going to choose to live by faith and not by sight. Whatever that means for you. I promise you that he'll meet you there. He'll begin to move in your life and remind you who you are by reminding you who he is. So God, I just pray you awaken us. Fill us up, Lord. Fill us up with your love, with your Father's love. 
close out the service, but the band's going to continue to play, and we're going to continue to pray if you want to stay and worship a little longer, but God's doing something tonight, and, and I feel like there's some of you that are like, man, my parents are great, like, <laughs> everyone's talking about, like, these really hard stories, um, and, and I promise you guys, like, we didn't plan that, Kyle, Kyle didn't plan that, I didn't plan on asking anyone to share it, and they, there was kind of a theme, you know, but there was also a theme of perfectionist, and try, if you're anything like me, of trying to really believe that, like, God, will I be enough? And I just feel like the Father wants you to know that you're enough. And you're enough because He says you're enough. And guys, I promise you, He will take you on a journey and an adventure of using you in more ways than you could ever have imagined. I was a scared little kid who got arrested in fourth grade for trying to keep, steal cigarettes from a grocery store. That's a true story. Hey, don't laugh. <laughs> real, real life story. I only say that to say, if he can use someone like me, I promise he'll use someone like you. So we're going to close. There is pizza out there. You are welcome to help yourself. Uh, that's my way just to say thanks for coming out. Um, please sign up for Fall Retreat. We would love for you to come. But again, I just the band's just going to hang out for a little bit. At least I know Daniel will. And... Uh, Oh, we're going to sing a song. All right. Real quick. Um, so real quick, I'm normally very strict about not letting people into a live that aren't in college, for real. Like, I've had to have multiple conversations with people and say, I'm sorry, you're not in college. You, you can't be a part of a live, and I hate that. But I, I really want to protect that this is a college ministry. But, like, being here in our church, it's special to us. You know, and it, it gives us a freedom and just stuff happens on these nights that necessarily doesn't always happen in this type of way at the Y. And I just texted Mike and Julie. They're having a, they're my bosses. They're having this big Hello Holy Spirit small group. If you come to church on the weekends, you've heard of it uh, in the chapel down there. And I just said, hey, if anyone wants to come, just tell them they're welcome to come. I've never done that before. And uh, so we, we have some friends here that aren't in college and um, Janet's just amazing woman of God that she just gets words for people all the time. And uh, she's got words for me. She's, and she just has a real quick word that she just shared with me. And I feel like she's gonna, supposed to share with you as we close out. So real quick, Janet, would you mind sharing that? Sorry, I'm crashing your party. Thanks for having me. <laughs> um, the last lady that spoke, she, she said a, a very important word that got my attention. And that was submit your relationship. We can't fix the relationship, but we can submit it. And when we submit it, we release it to God. And he's the one who can release us. There was things that happened from our parents, things that where you didn't feel worthy, where you didn't feel loved, where you felt shame, where you felt like you had to jump through hoops. And that was things that God never wanted you to experience at all. It's not something that he just wants to take from you. It's an experience that he never even wanted you to have. So I just encourage you as you submit your relationship to him tonight, that things are just going to be broken off of you that should have never been on you in the first place. Jesus, come on. Jesus, come on.
Yeah, so, <laughs> man, so we're going to sing one more song. This wasn't on the set, but I just love that this song just came to mind. And, you know, some of you guys have heard this journey that Leah's been on. And uh, it, it hasn't, life is, is hard. And we go through journeys, and she's been on one. But this song, I feel like it's her song. You know, and there's different songs. Kyle tells me, man, Abba, every time I hear Abba, I just cry. I'm like, Kyle, you got to play that. It's like, well, Ryan, no one's ever, no one knows that song. Kyle, play that, because there's going to be power when you sing that. In this song, I feel like the Lord just reminds Leah that no matter what happens in this life, that he's not only her father, but he's her king. And he's the king of our hearts, and he fights for us, and he fights for us, and he fights for us, because that's what a good father does. That's what a good king does. He fights for his people. And so, God, I just pray as Leah sings this song, as the band sings this song, you remind us that you are the king of our hearts, God. And you're never going to let us down. Even when things are hard and things happen that we can't understand, we know and we trust and we believe that your love works through all things. And what the enemy means for evil, you use for good. And you make rainbows out of the storms. You turn ashes into beauty. So thank you, God, for being our king.
Jesus. Oh, God, you're so good. <laughs> you're so faithful. God, I just pray that the amazing, <laughs> I can't even talk. <laughs> God, I just, <laughs> I just oh, thank you for all that you did tonight. And I just pray that you seal this in our hearts tonight. And as we go, that you go with us. So, God, I just thank you for the gift that this family is. And, Lord, thank you that you're never going to let us down. Even when we feel like we can't keep going, you've given us the strength to keep going, God. So I just thank you that you are good and you are faithful. Bless my family as they go in Jesus' name. Amen. We love you guys. Amen. Amen.